it's surprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest escapes these days. This representation of storm brewing amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today's show is brought to you by OS. First, the company that I trust for compression, for sleeves, and for socks. I just put in a new order the other day for socks. I'm so excited to get them. I got the Performance Air socks coming, and I got the Wellness socks, which have a little bit more cushion in them. I'm such a big fan of these. I'm kind of in between sizes, which is nice about OS First. You can kind of get that the sizing right. So I'm a 10 and a half shoe. So their socks are like, if you want to, if you can get like the large, which is like a 10 to 12, or you can get the small or the medium, I should say, which is more like the nine size, which actually fits me better because I like to hike up my socks a little bit. So I'm getting the right sizes, which I'm excited about. In addition to that, if you want sleeves, like compression sleeves for your calves or for your arms, I have the knee sleeve, which is really helping me as I'm recovering from a little bit of tweak of a knee injury. And I'm really liking it. It's it's supportive, but it's not cumbersome. It's just the right fit. And I know a lot of people who love the compression sleeves on their calves, and they love OS First for that reason. You also get the compression socks that go up and kind of get a little bit of both. So go over to your local running store. So many of them uh, support OS First, and they support them right back. They want you to well, they want you to shop at those places as much as you can. However, if you do want to shop online, you can just go right to their website, osfirst.com. That's os1st.com and use code rambling to save 15% on your order. So in today's episode, we got Tommy Runs. I'm such a big fan of Tommy. He has really come a long way from a running perspective, from basically not running, not even really active at all. So now he's just crushing it. <laughs> he had a time trial yesterday. Um, I think it was with uh, it was Joe Robinson or Lance Woods from uh, We Run Three One Three. If you um, if you came to the uh, Rambling Runner Summit, you would have seen them talking about uh, their team and how to kind of best orchestrate and lead a team. So he ran with uh, one of those guys yesterday on a time trial. He's also come such a long way from an endurance perspective, but you know he was someone who. Had an alcohol problem. He also had an eating problem. He has overcome both of those. In addition to that, he's doing some really interesting stuff in the running media space. So, hey, all of these are touch points for me. I love all that stuff. So I was really excited to talk to Tommy. So let's get into it with Tommy Runs. Tommy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, man. How's it going? It's going well. I'm excited to chat with you. You have your own podcast. You're like really someone who's like really um embraced being part of like the running social media and media like landscape i feel like in a very short amount of time over the past year or so like i see you everywhere now it's really exciting to have you on the show because you're doing such awesome things even just this week i feel like i've seen you like in four different places like you're just you're on you're on uh the believe in the run uh you were with thomas from believe in the run yesterday on their live stream they do such great stuff um man you're just everywhere right now well i mean that's um i mean i would i'd like to say it's by design but it really isn't you know i'm just trying to just let it flow and have some fun um the believe in the run thing was really cool and a great opportunity and that kind of came about somewhat last minute uh, so like, I'm just riding the wave, honestly, like it, if it looks good from on the outside looking in, that's awesome. But on the inside, it's, it's like a tornado in here. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun though. And I'm just kind of just, like I said, just riding the wave and seeing where this thing takes me. See, believe, if, if people don't know, believe in the run, they do such great stuff with like shoe reviews and stuff like that. I, and I, um, I've been a big fan of their stuff. I actually had Thomas and Robbie on my show when was it? it was like the week after Christmas 2019 to kind of like recap the year in shoes and talk about like what's going to come up in 2020. And ever since then, I love staying in t- contact with those guys. Are you are you a big like sneaker guy, shoe guy? Was that, was that was that kind of your thing or do you just want to talk with them and just not talk about running and stuff? Well, no, I mean, I'm definitely <clears throat> I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a shoe guy like 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 they are or probably like how you are yet. But, you know, because I mean, I just really got into the running game, you know, um, in 2018. So I'm, I'm, I have a decent sized collection. I like shoes, but I just, I'm not really technical with it yet. Um, and I think to connect with them, it was just really cool. Cause I just know that they have, um, they just really simply seem like some really nice guys and, and they've, they do some great work and I like shoe reviews as well. So it kind of helps, but I really have been kind of tuning into some of their, 
um, some of their interviews. And the last interview that they did uh, was that really big one with Elliot Kipchoge. Um, so that was awesome. And I kind of joked with him and said, hey, you know, you had Elliot Kipchoge on. So obviously I'm next. Right. And then <laughs> that, that that turned into like a yes. And I'm like, OK, cool. Well, th- I mean, it was just a really nice opportunity. It was fun to talk to him. But obviously it's an, more of an opportunity for me um, than it is for them because their pa- their platform is so huge. Yeah. And they're doing plus stuff. And like they're they think they do a great job. And so do you. It's like they take their job seriously. Like they they pr- they um, put out a lot of great stuff, but they do it in a way that's enjoyable. Like it's fun to, you know, you know, read their shoe reviews, watch their videos, listen to their podcasts, just like with you. Like you're doing some really interesting and important work too. It's not just all fun and games, but it feels like you approach it with a spirit of fun and enjoyment. Is that kind of by design? Yeah, I mean, I, I I used to always um say that I'm I'm not smart enough to have like to be all serious all the time. Um, and I, I've changed how I say that now. But I'm a, I'm just a a fun type of guy. Like, I mean, I want to talk about things that I love and uh, things that matter to me. So whether if they're serious, you know, for serious like race issues, down to like you know what shoe I like to wear when I'm running. Um, even though you're talking about serious to, to fun stuff, I always want to have some type of spin on it. That's just my personality. Um, and I've like, I watch a lot of running shows and I'm a kind of running nerd. So it's really fun to have people kind of get into the weeds of like, you know, you know, VO two max and mileage per month and tempo runs and all this stuff, you know, but at the same time, I know that they could be missing some people and, flying over the heads of some people with some of the information. Uh, and I just wanted to connect with runners that are faster than me or know more than me. Or uh, in the beginning, it was, you know, with, you know, dietitians or doctors about, you know, running, eating and sleeping. And I just wanted to make sure that people could take away some information because uh, the average runner that's running you know, 10 minutes per mile or nine or whatever it is, a lot of them aren't you don't care about what the Garmin really says or care about somebody saying that they run 120 miles a month. You know, that's cool. But at the same time, like, what can I take away from this process and walk away from this interview or conversation like smiling or and have learned something that I can apply to my three mile jog after the show? You know, so that was the goal is to try to connect those two different, very different like communities within running. You bring up a great point because, first of all, like there is so much to running if you want to drill down, right? If you're talking about performance in any sport or really any endeavor, but let's just stick to sports right now. Like there are, like, you can go super, super nerd into like the stats and, um, you know, plenty within like the running stride and how to set up schedules and, and really dive, you know, not even knee deep into this. I mean, you could drown in those waters and they can be engaging on some level, right? It's not as if like they can't be um, entertaining or presented in a way that, that doesn't engage with an audience. But like you said, like there's plenty of people who are running who they just don't want that. It's not as if like they can't be entertained by it. Like it's just, it's just too much and figuring out like what people um, can benefit from and also have an appetite for uh, can, can be a tricky thing. And you, you present yourself as like, you know, that running nerd type and, and, and I totally get that, but that, like you just mentioned, like you, came to running just a few years ago. So let's, let's take a step back then. Like what, what were you and what were you involved in before you were this self-described running nerd? Well, I guess it depends on how, like how far you want me to go back with this, but um, you know, so I, I always kind of start this whole running journey a couple of years before I even thought to run. Um, I stopped. So at 32 years old in January, 2017, I stopped, I stopped drinking alcohol um, or anything else of that matter. So I just kind of went the so I went kind of went the sober road um, in uh, in January 2017. And that pulling that habit um, that kind of ruled my life for quite some time out of my life, it just opened up this other side of the world. And at the time, that was like, hey, I want to get in the gym just to be healthy, right? Uh, I wanted to you know take care of my body to make sure that you know I'm here for my kids and family in the best way possible. 
like literally, you know, still here, but then also just if I'm going to be here, I might as well be fit and healthy and happy and all that stuff. So I started going to the gym, lifting weights, got all buffed up and stuff because like, that's what I thought I wanted at the time. Got invited to run the rock and roll half marathon in 2018 in Chicago. And the dude that invited me was like, Hey, you know, you should come out, me and my company do this this run. It's for a charity. You can raise some money. You're fit. You could do it. It's only 13 miles. So I said, sure. Um, started to train for it. Like, and I'm like, you know, quote air quotes on train because training at back then was just, you know, running a couple of miles and, you know, posting it's, you know, feeling like you're trying to make it seem like I was doing something because I thought I was, uh, ran the half marathon, did not die. And that was the key. <laughs> and, and so I crossed the finish line in uh, maybe 15 minutes slower than I thought maybe I could or should at the time, which was a 149 something. And I'm like, hey, that wasn't so bad. You know, I could probably do better. And like I said, I didn't die. So let's try this again. And All right, hold then on. The- let me stop. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. I, I, I was going to interject because I feel like if I let my follow-up questions just keep building up, I'll forget some oh, of them. Okay, sorry. So, like, sorry. so no, no, this is great because this is this is important stuff. So that 149. First of all, like that's really good. Like there's a lot of people who would run that and be like goal time. Like that was fantastic. Right. Yeah. So, and I know you, you, you interact with a lot of people, uh, both digitally and in person with, uh, we run 313 who would feel great about that time. So, right. Yeah. So given your kind of lack of training heading into it, that does beg the question, were you, um, you know, before you went sober and obviously at that point, you know, your health wasn't a priority as, as you mentioned, were there, was there a time in your life where you were really fit and athletic and involved in, in sports in some way? No, not really, man. Like, I mean, as a kid, yeah, you're, you know, we're playing basketball and baseball and stuff like that, just like in the neighborhood, but nothing like, nothing outside of that made me, I played soccer when I was really young, like maybe from five to 10 or something like that. And as soon as, as soon as I found out like the soccer wasn't like what all the ladies wanted to to hear, like at 11 and 12 years old, I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. But um, so yeah, nothing really like led to that. And there was no, you know, reason, I guess, but I, I mean, I know that one year lifting weights and all that stuff doesn't really help much, but I mean, I was really heavy in the gym and, you know, doing all that like crazy hit workouts and stuff like that. So maybe that helped out, but it was only a year. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't even really say that that was a thing. I think that some like in the 149, I shouldn't have like dismissed it, dismissed it like that because that's really, you know, really good time, especially for your first one or whatever number it is for you. But I feel like number one, the pe- people saying like, wow, that's great. Actually, you know, that obviously helped. But then at the same time, I think there's like this, um, like I don't mind feeling like being uncomfortable and in, in the, in the pain, I guess. And I, I attribute, you know, any of the good times that I've had out there running, like I'm really okay with the pain cave. And that may be because of, you know, the alcoholic past where it was like, I was just used to being in like this, moment or where I just wasn't having a good time, but at least this was in my control and this was something that I asked for. Um, and this is something positive, you know? So when I start running to this day, I don't really have like a stop, you know, button in me yet. You know, like I haven't hit that point where I'm just like, Hey, this is it. I'm, I'm stopping. But race day, it's like, it is what it is. I'm out there. I signed up for a reason and let the pain, let the pain happen, you know? Hey, everybody, do you want to save money on your grocery bill? Well, every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. Try America's Best Value Meal Kit for planning dinners today. I love every plate for a couple of different reasons. First of all, I just love having things in my kitchen, especially in my refrigerator, that isn't the same old thing that I do every single week. Also, getting things that aren't too adventurous that my kids are definitely going to eat. Obviously, you're never going to beat that a thousand with that. But with every plate, my kids have really enjoyed it. And I like the food as well. And it's just not the same stuff every single week, which can get tiring. So you can choose between 17 recipes that change each week, swap proteins and sides for things that you like, so you can switch up your dinner routine however you want. And that's the key thing. It's however you want. There's so many options, and it's all great stuff, which is also huge. For me, the difference between this and some of the other uh, services in this genre are 
First of all, the price, it's absolutely fantastic. We'll get to it in a second. The kinds of meals that are provided, that they're really good, but not too adventurous, have also been a huge thing for me. And now I've been using these more often now that groceries have kind of gone up and the price for every plate has pretty much stayed the same. So try every plate today. It's $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code RamblingRunner179. That stands for $1.79 per meal. So get started with every plate, like I said, for $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code RamblingRunner179 today. That's up to $104 value. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I heard other podcasters who were really into performance and athletics, people like Rich Roll and Tim Ferriss, who used it all the time. And I thought, hey, man, if they're going to use it, then I should too. And I'm so glad that I did. So what's in this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all to help you start your day the right way. The special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, literally all the things. I mean, there's too many things for me to list. I actually have to like take a pause during the sentence, uh, but it's, it's legit and I'm so glad that I use it. I use it basically because I know that Getting my vitamins and minerals from from foods is probably the best way to do it, but I usually just don't have the kind of diet and make the kind of food choices that's going to put myself in the optimum position. And that's why I take Athletic Greens to make sure that I have everything I need because I know I'm probably not getting it from foods because I just don't quite have the, the discipline or the food choices that I need. And Athletic Greens is there to help me out. And I'm so glad that they are. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash rambling runner. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash rambling runner to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. So when you went sober and then started to really dive into athletics, what was it like for you socially um, in that time? Because oftentimes when you're, you know, especially with you know, alcohol can be such like a, not for everybody. There's certain people who um, have alcohol issues who drink alone, and, but it can also be, you know, a, so, a very social type thing, right? Yeah, people yeah. will drink, you know, either in bars or with friends and things like that. And it can just be part of like a social life. What was it like for you socially once you gave that up? Um, well, so I think, I mean, uh, it's probably you don't believe me, but I'm, I'm an introvert naturally, I think. Um, but I, I mean, I just have extrovert tendencies and I think the alcohol helped me be more of that. But then at the same time, towards the end of my drinking career, <laughs> as we call it, um, I was more of like an inside type of guy. So like, I wouldn't, you know, that would be the reason why I didn't go anywhere, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm already here. It's too late or whatever. Because who wants to like already be drinking and then go drive somewhere and have to drink there and <laughs> and drive back? It's a hassle. So, um, but l luckily, uh, my personality stuck. You know, I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I didn't drink to to be who I was. I don't think. Um, so I was able to still be around people that were drinking and having fun, and I ended up learning that I could still have fun around people drinking and be sober and enjoy it and you know and go home without worrying about you know any issues you know what i'm saying um so it actually helped my you know my my tendencies to want to stay in because like i I wanted to go experience the world i wanted to go be around friends that maybe i had kind of shut out in my drinking days towards the end there you know because it was you know i don't want to get too like you know therapist talk here but i mean it was a dark time towards the end so it was like Hey, like I'm out of here and I'm feeling good and I can, my eyes are open here and I'm seeing clearly and I want to get out here and see some things. So it actually helped my social life and, um, it, it kind of actually showed me who the people that I really still needed in my life, um, at the time. And I was able to kind of pick those people out with clear eyes, so to speak. And did being involved in, in the hit training and the lifting and all of that, did that help you stay sober? Like, did you feel like you would kind of divert some of the attention that would go towards alcohol into those endeavors or, or how did that work? 
Well, um, number one, like Alcoholics Anonymous is, um, well, it's not, well, it's definitely not anonymous right now, (laughs) but I mean, uh, AA in those tables and those conversations and the people in the, in the program are the reason, you know, I attribute those in the steps and doing the work to the reason why I stayed sober. But then at the same time, the, the working out was, you know, I, like you said, that the extra energy that you found, because before I didn't have the energy to do any of these things, you know, so, um, I just wanted to get out and, and move and just stay healthy too. Cause that was the original, like the emphasis of me going to the gym wasn't just to sp- use the time. It was like, Hey, I want to get healthy. I want to feel better. And, you know, so sobering up is great. That's one thing. But then at the same time, if you're doing that and starting to lift weights and get the blood pumping and starting to look different, I mean, it's just a whole different vibe. And I just didn't want to, um, I'm, you know, like I have an alcoholic personality or an addictive personality. So it was like, Hey, all or nothing. There is no, we're not just going to sit at home waiting on the next AA meeting. We're going to go. But at the same time, if I have some extra time here, I'm going to go, you know, put some, you know, some energy into the, you know, the fitness bank really quick. So it was, a, it was, fitness was cool, but, um, the way I stayed sober and the way, you know, the way I, what I attribute my success so far, four years sober so far, um, attribute that all to the steps and in, in acknowledging the fact that I had an issue and going to get it checked out, you know? Now, how quickly after you went sober and, you know, started being more athletic, how quickly did you start to feel a significant difference in just how you felt day to day? It was pretty quick. I mean, um, it, it's, it's, um, in maybe in the beginning, it was like more of a mental lift because you're, you know, every day that you, every day that went by that you're not, you're purpose, you're not drinking, which is the decision you made. Um, it just kind of, kind of gives you a boost a bit and then add, you know, throw in the fact that you're going out doing some things that you thought you weren't going to ever be doing, you know, to the level you're doing it. It just, it was pretty quick. Like within a month or so, I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, and I started to see some differences. I mean, cause just imagine like the amount of like, you know, sugar or calories or whatever it, you know, that you'll, you'd consume, you know, drinking every day. Um, so take that out of your life and then add in some, you know, some working out, you're, you're going to feel great. Um, but the crazy thing is like, you know, in that first year, obviously I felt like amazing. Um, but then on top of that, I went, <laughs> I went vegan in 2018. And when, when I could tell you like that, I felt a difference in four days. Like I was already eating healthy, already working out all this stuff, went vegan for four days and, fe- and felt like this total different, um, weird, different energy, like a sustainable type of energy, like a long lasting, like you wake up in the morning, you just feel different. It was the strangest thing. Like, I mean, for, uh, I can't really remember how I felt, you know, seven days into being sober, really probably because I was going through it, you know, but, um, but I can definitely remember what seven days after being vegan felt like. So sorry to jump around there though. No, that's great. That's exactly where I was going to go. So you're, you are a podcast host. You segued that for me. That was perfect. Hey, you want me to just, I mean, just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. I'll just stand over here. I mean, I'll, 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 uh, you know, in post-production, I'll just throw in some questions. I'll just clip it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be perfect. No, I, uh, because I wanted to ask you about that because you know, when you see, when you see people, you know, give up certain addictions, whether it's cigarettes or alcohol or, or drugs or things like that, or just even habits, like I will have like a drink every night, Mm -hmm. right? That's just like a habit of mine. There's really, I think about it, there's no real reason for it besides just like, I enjoy it, but you know, it doesn't serve a purpose, but there will go, there'll be a time where like, I won't do that. And like, I'll just end up, you know, doing something else. Like I'll just have like an extra dessert or something. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not as if like, I'm, healthier because I've just kind of substituted something else. Like, did you find yourself doing that at all? Uh, kind of pre vegan? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, I never was like a sweet soul, not never, but when I was a kid, obviously, but when I, after looking back, like, so I, I didn't know that this was happening during this time, but pretty much like my, my whole adult life until like 32, when I stopped drinking, I was not a sweets person. Like if, people would have birthday parties for me and not and purposely not buy a cake because they know I'm not going to eat it. It is what it is. We don't need it. Get like some real food. That's fine. Um, but as soon as I stopped drinking, like all of a sudden, like I looked over and there's a donut and it was so amazing. And so now like I have this sweet tooth, which is just ridiculous to this day. It's like, if there's Oreos because they're vegan, if there, if there's Oreos in the house, 
like the kids and my wife have to just hide them um, because it's I, I it's it's the weirdest thing. But I think looking back now, I think there's so much sugar and alcohol that maybe somewhere in my body was just like, hey, yeah, we don't need any more sugar. We're good. You know, and then once I took that out, yes, sweet sweets was an issue for quite some time. And honestly, if we're just going to be real here, uh, it still is. <laughs> I can relate to that. I have an enormous sweet tooth as well. All right. So then what prompted you to go vegan? Um, I I had known a bunch of, uh, not a bunch. I actually knew a couple of vegans that had been that way for like 15 years. Like in this, at this time it was, you know, they were young too. And um, so they had probably been vegan since they were like 22 or 23 uh, as a young couple. Um, And they were doing just fine, thriving. They didn't look like the whole, what you think a vegan would look like, you know, back in the day. Um, and they just had very healthy lifestyles and I always kind of admired them for that. And, um, I think my sister-in-law was like, Hey, I want to do, we should go vegetarian for like the month of February or something like that. She said, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Well, let's at least start for seven days. And so like two days in, I realized that I wasn't eating any, only thing I had going other than, um, that was not vegan was eggs. So I'm like, I'm, I'll just take those out too. And then four days after that, I was like, I just felt this energy surge and then kept going to 14 days. And then I watched that show, that movie, um, what the health, which is, and I highly recommend that people watch it's on uh, Netflix. I watched what the health and, and the things that they kind of talked about or exposed or whatever, um, that I learned in that movie. I'm like, okay, so here's the reasons why I'm feeling different. And also here's some reasons why I'm not going to go back. And then that was, that's all it took for me. And, you know, add the feeling of the energy surge that I felt and how clean and light I felt on top of now I'm starting to do some research. And I just decided that, you know, that I just don't want to go that direction anymore. And there's so many reasons like in the black community that, that I could just hang the reason why I went vegan and, and healthy um, and running and all that stuff on because it's, it's so many uh, illnesses plague the black community. And like I lost my father at 39 years old to a stroke. So it's like, there's no reason why that something like that should happen. All we have to do is just educate ourselves as just human beings in general, but specifically the black community, because there's, so many habits and ways that we're, we're programmed just to continue to eat these things because it's how we eat that is constantly ending us up in, you know, just different situations and, you know, all type of stuff. So I was just like, you know what, I feel too good to risk, you know, the demise, uh, like my father. So let me just continue where I'm going. And that's why I stuck with that. And that's why I tested it really in the first place. And, that's technically probably why I went, you know, I decided to quit alcohol and that's why I run. So it's like, sorry for the blow up there, but it just, that's where all this kind of came from is just because I want to be the healthiest version of myself. Unlike people before me, you know, don't, don't apologize. I'm so glad you shared it. Uh, no, thank you. Um, so with like you just mentioned, right? So there not only is there these underlying reasons for you, like I just want to feel healthy for myself. There's these connections to others and, you know, more societal reasons, even beyond, you know, your relationship uh, with your father. So that also begs the question of, of like, how was, especially like from the vegan perspective, how was that taken by like your friends and family? Like, was there any pushback? Even not like, I'm not expecting like, overt like angry pushback <laughs> like how dare you not yeah, eat these eggs i but, got a couple, um, cu- got a couple of punches in the face you know <laughs> <laughs> but was there any other like more gentle pushback or annoyance from people who that you do that you do enjoy spending time with that made that conversion maybe um harder than it would have been normally um uh, well yeah i i don't think it was i mean people kind of put their guards up a bit it's like it's funny like you 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 could be when I was like the most unhealthy I had ever been drinking and eating whatever um, that was just normal, you know, that, that looks normal to to people, uh, even though it's proven that my lifestyle before was extremely unhealthy. Like if anything to be worried about, it was then. And then as soon as you say like, hey, I'm going to go vegan or I am vegan at this time, I'm not eating these things. Like the questions were like, well, what do you eat? Like, what do you just drink? Drink water and eat grass. And that, you know, that's cool because it's kind of funny. But 
then you it's know, then I, I spend zero dollars on food. I just walk around. Yeah, like yeah, water. you'd be surprised. If saving <laughs> people say people say being vegan is expensive. I'm just eating the grass outside, and I don't even need a lawnmower, right? Um, but it was in, and then it was like those people that all all of a sudden it's like, hey, well, where are you getting your protein from? They're like, you need protein, and it's like no one ever said anything about like the the amount of like cholesterol or whatever was going into in, into my body before. But as soon as vegan comes it's like well what about your protein and i've never met anybody that was like you know well i'm sure there's some people out there but you don't the protein deficient is not a thing in america you know so it's like it, that was just strange and it, but i understand though because it's like you're making a, a decision that it goes against everything that people have known you for um or know themselves for so it's like why would you do that and Hopefully, some people are asking and joking about it in a in a way that they just want to know, and maybe your answer could help them. You know, um, and I think that the fact that I had uh, stopped drinking um, so you know so drastically, like you know whatever cold turkey is called, um, and people had, had tied me with alcohol for so long and just knew that that's what I do, um, and knew me for that. You know, since high school, it's like. I had I did that before the the vegan thing, so the vegan de- decision wasn't probably as shocking to them as you know if I had just done that first, you know, because they 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 saw they saw me do something so drastic in their eyes before it's like oh okay well he just he's just doing something else you know the, oh he, right they already saw you going down that path and that was just like another stop on it yeah they just they saw a hard they saw me do a hard turn before you know and. This is just another one. And then the running thing was just another one. So they're probably just thinking from the outside, from my friends, they're like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, funny. I once in a while, I like, I tease the idea, like, oh, what would it be like if I were to do that? Not that I have a strong desire to do it, but like, all right, like, so I'm talking to you or talking to someone else who, who has gone vegan or, you know, things like that. And it's funny because I think, you know, first for a lot of people, food is you know part of their their culture not even like culture like capital c just like maybe like the mini culture within like their family and things like that you know what i mean like it's not like i think about all right how am i going to eat day to day like i'm sure i can figure it out it's more like all right like i eat out at like our family has dinners like three times a week like whether it's my mom or going across the street to my in-laws house like that's part of this like a staple of what we have right um, or those types of things. And my initial like people pleasing moment is like, well, I don't want to put them out. Mm, yeah. You know, and I guess I'm just saying this, like this is more conversational than a question, but um, I like, th- those are like, the first things that come to mind. Again, that's not a reason not to be healthy, but I think for me, it's more of like a, it's an easy way to opt out. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to bother anybody. I'll just stay doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that's a real thing though. I mean, it's not, it's like, I mean, that's why I'm not saying that that you need to make any changes, but, you know, that's why people don't do so many things. You know, it's it's like if you have the wrong circle of friends or the right circle of friends or family or whatever, you may not do like if you had the wrong circle, you wouldn't be doing this podcast because you wouldn't want to, you know, it could go against, you know, certain things that you have going with your family or friends that would just maybe put them out in some way, you know, like it's you do it on the days where like, you know, they were expecting you to do something, you know? So it's, um, that, that's, that's a real, a real thing. If you think too far outside of your, of what the, the right decision for you at the moment, you know, we will, none of us would ever really do anything. So it's just like, once you decide that this is what I want to do, it's, it's, it's like, just, it's like everything else, like, just like you're doing this, this uh, podcast and which is doing phenomenal, by the way. And I'm really happy to be on the show because it's incredible. It's actually like, I'm, I was actually nervous before I got on here, but um, I was nervous you... too. It makes me feel any better, Tommy. I'm nervous for every one of these suckers. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, <laughs> makes me feel better. But, um, but you know, once you decide to, if you decided to do something like this, it it's really not as just like the podcast. It's really not as once you get it rolling, um, people people find out ways to work around it with you, especially if if they really love you and they really are in your life for a good reason. Like you know, like I I've gone to steakhouses with my family and friends and. Uh, for work and things. And these days, you know, r- all, most restaurants have some type of option for you, you know, and it's more than just a salad normally, you know, and sometimes even some of the chefs in these nice restaurants 
really take pride in like, okay, well, I can make something, you know, and it's actually pretty cool. So it's like, for me, it was easy because I just decided like, hey, this is what I want to do. And if I just have to go somewhere and say like, hey, guys, don't worry about me. Like I went to Red Lobster, no shade towards Red Red Lobster, but they have no options. Like after all that stuff I just said, like I went there one day and just ate fries and some steamed broccoli and had a good time with the, with the family, you know. Um, so it's just it's it's tough sometimes, but it's really not as hard once you make that decision. That's the hardest part. All right. So let's talk. I, I interrupted you. You were like diving into the running when I interrupted you about like 15 minutes ago. No, no, it's <laughs> we good. like detoured into, um, yeah, into, into the, the sober life and the vegan life. With that said, you know, you were on the path talking about running and quickly after, uh, the rock and roll half, what happened then? Because like I know the end of the story and I'm still not quite sure how it happened because this is like a remarkable journey. Um, so after the, after the rock and roll, I think I just kept, wait, was it 2018? I just like kept running and signed up for a couple races and just went, went out. Um, it's just, everything was on my own. And it was cool because you had, I had Instagram just to post pictures and, you know, and it was all just part of this journey of like better health. You know, I wasn't like, Oh, I want to be a runner. It just, I ran, I, I finished, didn't die did an okay time. People said I did a good job. So I was, you know, looking for that, you know, after that, um, those pats on the back as well, you know, um, and that validation from others too. So it was kind of cool in that sense. So I just kept going, kept running, you know, around here and there. And, um, in 2019, oh yeah, yeah. So 2019 and 2000, I ran the, the Turkey Trot in Detroit in 2018 and I forgot what my time was, but like, I used to set these like weird, goals and get nowhere near them honestly like it was just ridiculous um like just literally not not even close and i'm like okay well i have to do something different like maybe i have to train for these things properly so i looked up like a hal higdon thing and said yes. okay i'm gonna yeah hal I'm comes up run. in every episode yeah, i love this right? it's like if you're if you're following along at home like take a shot <laughs> of your of your beet juice because hal has made an appearance on the show yeah, Hal Higdon, right? Um, and so I, you know, I, I tried that and it wasn't necessarily like it didn't necessarily work for me. Like it, it just wasn't exciting to me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just too much. I don't know. But, um, I signed up for, I ended up signing up for a, um, a, what it was it? No, a trail race in, it was a 25k trail race, which is like 15.5 miles in January in 2019, which was just a dumb idea. Like I wouldn't have done it again, but you know, not at that time in my running career, but I ran that, didn't die again. So I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. And my sister was like, Hey, you should go try to qualify for Boston. And I'm like, do you understand that what I just ran at this 25, <laughs> this 25k is nothing compared to what I would need to do for that. She's like, no, you have plenty of time. Just shoot for 2021. You know, like, so you have two years, you got a whole year to qualify or so. And then you have, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I can probably try so to do is that. She, is she a runner? She runs, but it's like, um, she'd say she's not, but she runs like, you know, fairly, like she runs three, four times a week. So she is a runner, but she just, she says she runs slow and it, she's not a runner, but she definitely but she knows is. You have to she knows Obviously she knows a little yeah. bit. If like she knows that yeah. there's a process and so on. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So not to get too crazy in the story, but I lived in Boston for like six, seven years. Uh, and so did she. So we just knew of the Boston Marathon and how much, how big of a deal it was. My company that I work for to this day is 40 minutes north of Boston. So it would just be nice because I, I go back there often anyway. So it'd be nice to run the marathon that my coworkers. But where are they based out of? Uh, Newburyport, Massachusetts. Okay. What company is it? Uh, Relotrans Auto Relocation. So I mean, it's a, a vehicle shipping company. Um, gotcha. so, so I'm like, Hey, it would be really cool to, to go back there and, and run the race somehow. And that, and I know how much it means to Boston, you know, the marathon itself. So that would be awesome, you know? Um, so I'm like, okay, well, let me just figure out what I have to do. And apparently by the time I was going to do this, my time, my time would have to be 305, which means I got to do blah, 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 blah. Right. And so like, okay, let's set some races up in 2019. Let's, um, I tried to run like the equivalent time of what, you know, how they have those calculators. Like you, if you run a 5k in this time, you could essentially run a, three hour marathon, you know? Right. So yeah. So three or five is almost exactly seven minute mile pace. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, well, and, but then when you 
break that down to like a 5k you need to run like six something um in a 5k or whatever and i did wasn't able to do it ended up getting a coach because i'm like i really want to do this because once i sign on to something like whether it's alcohol sweets <laughs> or veganism i got to do it all the way so i i hired um a coach which ends up she's uh, actually melissa johnson white who's a um luke humphrey running coach uh so th this it's the hansen's marathon method uh, is the way that they go about it um and so i got with her and we set set our sights on the 2019 detroit free press um, I wasn't going to try to qualify there because it's a really hilly course, but I said, Hey, if I can run like a 315 in my first marathon or under, um, that'd be great. And I think that that'd be a nice launching pad to maybe running a three hour flat on a flat course with more training. Um, long story short, ran a 313, 30 there. Um, didn't die again. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's go. Far let's from that, man. You thrived. <laughs> 313, that is flying. And I'm like, yo, let's dig in a little deeper and let's figure out this next race. It was going to be the 2020 um, Glass City. And I'm like, it's a flat course. We can do this. And everything was trending that that way. I ran, um, leading up to that, I ran a half marathon in Atlanta the day after the trials in um, in Atlanta. So that was amazing to watch all the professionals do their thing. Almost exactly a year ago today, right? Or was exactly. it a year ago today? No, it was the 20... It was the 29th, the okay. day of the race was the 29th because it was a leap year or whatever. Um, so it was the 29th of February, watched them race, ran on March 1st in a very hilly Atlanta. And I'm like, hey, if I can run under 125 on this course, then we are golden and April will be great. It's a flat course in Glass City in Toledo, Ohio. Ran 124.05 and was not like in best shape ever and then COVID happened, canceled the race. And so like, now I got this time. I kept running. Um, I feel like I'm rambling, but, um, but so I kept, kept running and, um, kept training because I was like, Hey, well, let's just do a different race. Let's do one of those smaller, like, you know, those beat, you know, those Boston qualifier, qualifier races, the BQ2s. I had kind of set my sights on one of those in, in uh, October of 2020, ended up getting a stress fracture, um, and had to sit for a while. Um, but, rewind a tad uh in may of 2020 i started chip time running which is a clothing company and they ha it says run eat sleep on all the shirts so i want to run eat sleep repeat on all the shirts so i just kind of took that time once i got that stress fracture to kind of help launch the company and spend more time doing that and that's where the show came out of the podcast and that's how it kind of got me to this point i guess i, I don't think i'm anywhere but it sounded like you think i am so I, I certainly do. No, you're doing, hey, you're putting out stuff that I enjoy and you're talking to people who are you know, really fascinating people. So I'm all about it. You're doing, you're doing great work. I mean, you know, it's, I've been doing this for, for four years and while it doesn't, doesn't feel like that while I'm doing it, like it, it does, it does take a while, but it feels like you've been able to really gain traction very quickly. And people who are listening to this, I'm sure can see why, not only because you're an engaging person, but also like you work really hard. Like, there's no question about it. You have a full-time job. You're doing a lot of this, um, you know, during your lunch break and all of that. And certainly I can relate to that feeling. Yeah. Um, let's just go back to that marathon. 3.13 on a hilly course. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, what did that feel like for you once you'd accomplished that? Did that, did it just feel like, a, like any other race? Did it feel like, um, like you had, you know, reached a whole new level and like, this was like, you were super confident in your ability uh, at that point. Like, what, what was that feeling like when you achieved that? Cause for me, I would, I mean that I can't imagine doing that. Like at any point, no matter how much training I've done uh, to run that time on a hilly course is, is really uh, something special. Well, I, I, I mean, I've, I was, I was obviously extremely, you know, like proud of the moment, you know, and, um, it was it was strange because like you know the the beginner side of the Hansons or mostly you know most marathon training programs but definitely Hansons uh 16 miles was the top of you know the the farthest distance I had run at that time all through training so I had never seen anything I never saw 17 or 18 miles at that point so on race day you know I felt great you know when I passed the 16 mile point and I remember just looking down at my watch like well 
here we are. Let's see what we're see what we're actually made of here. Um, and everything else after that is a gift. Uh, in in AA, there's this one guy. Uh, no matter how many, like if you said you were sober for 30 days, or somebody would celebrate like their 25 year anniversary. Um, like say if it was a 25 year anniversary, say, well, you know, the first 25 is a, is all the hard work and, you know, the rest of it's a gift or something like that. He would say, right. And I remember passing 16 and just saying basically like the rest of this is just a gift, um, and have some fun with it, see what you can do. And it was tough. It, you know, it was, I was by myself for a lot of the race because of the time, you know, like I was writing those weird little sections where I'm not with the front pack at all, you know, but then I'm not with anybody, you know, behind me. So I was behind by myself from, maybe 18 to 26.2, really, I was kind of just alone. Um, so I had a lot of time to reflect on why the heck I was out there. Um, thought about my kids a lot, thought about, you know, how far I had come from, you know, you know, morning drinking and being miserable. Um, and it just had a lot of time to think. And when I crossed the finish line, it was very overwhelming. I don't think I've actually unpacked like a lot of that just because I just kept going. And I don't really, you know, uh, I don't know if I like understand how I felt at the moment, but I know I just, it was like, Hey, this is whatever feeling this is like, you need to continue with it. Um, because there's so much pride tied up in here. There's so much heartache and all that stuff. And it's just been worth it, you know? So I just, um, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's just like, it was just a great day. And I'm in, and then on the other side of that, it just made me trust the program. Uh, it, it made me trust the, the, the training process, you know, cause I was super proud of that because you know, training a marathon training program is tough, you know, and if you can get through that and then also perform on race day, you know, why not do it again? <laughs> you know, even though it sucks. So in short order, basically like three years in a row, you know, you have these moments in time and um, where you've done something again, this is, this is a journey. It's not as if like, you know, you, you reach this point and then, um, and then you stop moving, but you know, you, 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 you decide and do quit drinking, you become vegan. Then you achieve this wonderful thing from a running perspective. Are you able to kind of soak in, it sounds like with the, with the running, you were able to do this, but soak in the accomplishment of that. Um, and you know, how remarkable, uh, that is because, you know, for so many people doing one of these things would be a hallmark moment um for them and i mean hallmark but not like the card company <laughs> the tv show are they sponsoring this episode <laughs> they, are, they are you know this is a hallmark segment <laughs> you know <laughs> Present, presented by hallmark uh we'll make you cry on the rambling runner podcast no um and you know it, it could be that hallmark moment um for so many people but also it can you know sometimes it's hard to like embrace the um the, the full like gravity of those things, right? Like I know for me, I guess this is hard for me. I'm having a hard time explaining what I'm, what I'm trying to say right now, but like, I know for me, it's like, I, I can, I have a hard time with something that happens that someone else would say like, wow, like this is a big deal. Like, look what you accomplished. Like I have a hard time like relishing that where it's much easier for me to hang on to negative things. Like, were you able to fully embrace those positive um, times of your life? Um, it's, it, it takes, it takes a long time for it to happen. You know, like I, um, I'm so I'm four years sober and I'm probably just for the last maybe year or two really kind of embracing the fact that that was a huge deal to stop doing, you know, even though I knew that other people, you know, obviously have a hard time in that. Um, and then when it, so, you know, to answer your question, yes, I've, I think I've, with with drinking ve veganism and running i think i've acknowledged the fact that other people you know that maybe other people have a hard time i haven't said like hey look how great i did but i think that's why i ended up starting the run eat sleep show um was not because like i wanted to showcase what i've done but i want to talk to other people that i look up to that have done what I've done or done better than I've done at this and kind of talk to them about it and see how that affected their lives and kind of share something. And it gives me a chance to maybe say some things that I've thought about um, without just saying like, Hey, look what I've done. This is awesome. You can do it too. Like, I don't ever want to be that. I just want a chance to kind of share my story in hopes that someone else kind of catches it or hears it and says like, Hey, well, you know, I don't necessarily need to stop drinking, but you know, maybe I want to slow down and or maybe 
I don't want to run a 313, but you know, I damn sure can do something and maybe run a four hour or whatever it is. Like, I just want to share a little bit and hopefully someone takes from it something, you know? Um, I'll never be like a motivational speaker where I'm like, you know, get up there and you know, look what I did. You can do it. Like, you're that's motivating just... me right now, Tommy. I don't, <laughs> don't want to burst your bubble, but I feel like you are already. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I just wanted to, I think all of this, um, are like maybe acts or of me trying to make up for lost time. Um, and just honestly, uh, kind of, um, showing gratitude for the fact that I'm still here, you know, and just do my best with that. Um, and that's really it. Like that's, I mean, it seems like, you know, like I tried to just, it was weird trying to tell you the, the 2020 story because I started realizing like, well, a lot happened in that year, you know? Um, and I tried to like push through that and it was hard for me to get through it without sounding like I was rambling, but I guess I just try my best to just do as much as possible. Um, and I don't feel busy. Like, I mean, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed, but it's really only when like work asked me, like my actual job job asked me to do some stuff that's over and above what I normally do, which is cool. And I do that too. But um, all the rest of this stuff is just like, it's honestly like a gift. And I see my kids see me do these things. Like yesterday I had to do a, um, a six mile tempo and like, it was just tough, you know, and I was my, my dumb self read the, the thing wrong. And when it says West, winds at 20 miles an hour it doesn't mean that the wind is blowing west it means it's coming from the west you idiot oh, God. so oh, like no. i'm running into the wind and i didn't just turn around because it's like oh maybe uh you know maybe it'll let up but it didn't so but then somewhere in there like i'm like yo your kids are will see you doing this stuff they're not out here with you now but they see that you're dedicated they see that all this stuff so they see you have a company and i think it's super important for you know young from from my standpoint young black kids need to see their parents uncles whatever's somebody that looks like them out there doing something um just positive and just pushing forward and even if it's uncomfortable all that stuff so yeah i think i've come to grips with the fact that i've done some cool stuff but i don't want to stop doing these cool things and i want to keep adding to it so i guess i'm just going to keep rolling until like i don't have anything else to do well i hope you do and you know you bring up a great point in terms of you know shining a light um, not only on things, but for other people, you know, in this case, you brought up your kids and, you know, this is what's possible and things like that. Are there certain people uh, that you've looked up to in the past, um, either people that you you have a chance to interact with quite often, like, you know, like in this case, like your kids do with you or people that you've looked at from afar and tried to emulate? Um, so that's so my crazy, but like I got a couple answers to that. My wife asked me last night um, if you could have anybody on the podcast. Who would you have on the podcast? I thought she was talking about running. So um, I said Rich Roll. And she's like, not like Obama or anything like that. I'm like, oh, I thought you, you know, like, so but we had a misunderstanding there. But so if it was a running thing or on my running Take show. that Obama. Yeah. Well, Rich look, Roll. Obama. And, <laughs> and then, or and then, and then, my, but my thought was either Elliot Kipchoge or Rich Roll, which it seems like two opposites. But I have so much in common with Rich Roll's story, you know, because he's, you know, s sober, vegan, um, you know, ultra crazy man, you know what I'm saying? So, and he's done a lot of things and I just like that journey and I love the book and all that good stuff. So I've always kind of looked since I went vegan and kind of got wind of what he's done in his uh, athletic career. And so far in the, the podcast, I just liked that story. So that I've kind of always looked at him in that aspect, not necessarily on, from the athletic side, but just from like how he kind of lives his life and how he at least shows that he lives his life. So um, and obviously he's doing it because there's so many people that probably could have ousted him by now and said like, Hey, this isn't really who he is. But so I kind of look up to him in a sense. Um, but then there's other people in my community that younger and older than me, like my brother-in-law look up to him, my sister-in-law look up to them, um, my mother. Um, and I look up to, uh, Joe and Lance from, uh, we run three, one, three actually, cause, um, they're both younger than me, but they stuck their necks out and started something really dope for the community. Um, and I benefited from that because I started running with them in 2019 before, you know, free press. So, you know, it's just many different people. Like I'm definitely a type of person that tries to pull inspiration from everything. I watched a movie the other day and wrote down a quote from a movie and like, you know, <laughs> it's easy for me to look for, you know, so there's so many different people out there that, um, have truly inspired me. And I just, you know, I just want to 
give back somehow to that because it seems unfair that so many people have changed my life, whether they know it or not, and me not try to do the same thing, I guess, for others. Yeah. And in starting your, your show, I've seen you mention before that it wasn't simply about, you know, you wanting to engage with people in the running community and talk about what people could possibly do in, in, in trying to achieve new things. But there's also an element about, you know, being able to talk about race within the running community. And, and we haven't talked about that yet, but considering when you started the show and what was going on in our country at that point, how much did that play a part in the genesis of the show? Well, it started, it played a huge part in the genesis of the clothing line, um, me starting the company. Um, it was like COVID hit and it was like, oh, wow, this could possibly, you know, it put me, it kept us in the house, you know, and it, it made us, you know, had more time. And then it kind of showed us all how volatile our situations really are, unless you were in an industry that thrived through COVID, uh, everybody else's industry suffered, you know, and mine did too. So it was like, hey, you know, if this all goes away, what do we have? Like, I can't pass my director of client development you know, job to my son or my daughter. So like, let me just start, let me, let me think about starting something. But then once, you know, Black Lives Matter movement came back to the forefront because it never stopped. Like people kind of like, oh, and Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter came around. It never stopped. It was never like a, it never went away. It just wasn't on the news, you know, anymore. So when the, um, when that kind of came back, it just said like, hey, you know, as a young black man in this country with black kids and you know, invested in so many things like the well-being of blackness around me. Um, you know, I need to do something, you know, like I need to show, you know, my kids that you, you can, you, you need to own something, you know, and, uh, and the, the impetus behind all that was just like the, the, I need to feel freedom, right? Like, and the reason why I stopped drinking after all these years, like I figured out all these years, four years later, I kind of started to realize like I just needed freedom, you know? Um, and even with the food thing, like I just like, I really liked a lot of food. And it was just so much and it was really affecting my, my, my health. And I needed freedom from that. I needed to be, I needed to feel free and light, you know? And with starting a company, even though it's a hassle, even though like, you know, I have to, you know, I'm in basically employed by the people that buy the clothes. So I, I mean, they're my bosses in a sense, but I needed to have freedom to be able to do with it what I want to do. Like if I want to give you 15 shirts today for free, you know, I want to be able to do that, you know, and I want my kids to be able to see that you can create something that means something to others and yourself and your family. So that's all of it. You know, like that's why I started that. And then the show just came because I wanted to add value. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm doing that. And when you're talking about influencing your children and setting an example for them, how do you balance approaching things head on versus kind of leading by example? That's something that I, I struggle with with my kids. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not very, um, uh, I'm getting better at it, you know, um, because is you know I, and I try to I've, I've kind of evolved like the way that I talk to them too like and I'm trying my best to because we're we're definitely me and my wife are more parents like hey do this do that you know and we try to guide them into where we're going um, and it works to a certain extent and but you know my daughter's 13 now um, and it's like you're starting to realize maybe that you do you know maybe that you just need to talk to them about what's happening you know what I mean maybe make let them make their own decision but talk to them about some examples like see this is what's happening now is because of these things and maybe tying things together for them that they weren't putting together um but then also yes like like i said you know running yesterday even though they're not out there with me they do see that i left to run to be dedicated to whatever to achieve my goals you know so i'm trying to lead by example but then at the same time uh find moments to like teach you know uh instead of you know, lecture I mean, it's the same thing technically, but um, kind of open their eyes to see things that maybe I'm doing or that they did. You know, I'll, I'll uh, quickly admit that like, hey, you know, remember that one time the lights went out? <laughs> it's because, you know, I didn't want to spend the money on the light bill for some reason. I thought I could like get around it for like a week, you know, or whatever it was. You know, that was a while ago. But do you remember that time? She's like, yeah, that's because, you know, I didn't blah, 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 blah. And just like you didn't, and all of a sudden now you have two days to finish your, this 300 page book that you barely started. Same thing. You put it off. I put it off. See what happened. 
Now you got to do what you got to do. So I try to tie those in, but then also lead by example and use my failures as examples too, though. So that's, you know, that's my, that's my way of going about it. So you mentioned before that Boston qualifying is a goal and I know it still is because I follow you on Instagram and I see it's right there in the title, right there. Yep, yep, <laughs> Go yep. for the FBQ. Um, what other goals do you have in your life? Well, I, 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 I want to, I don't really know. Like um, it's, it's a weird time for me because like, I don't want to say that I'm not like reaching for something farther, but that things these last couple of years or four years have been so, um, such a discovery, you know, time for me. Um, even though I stopped drinking four years ago, I think I'm still finding out things about, you know, maybe why I drank and why I did certain things. So I, I'm not trying to say I'm flying by the seat of my pants at all, but I'm definitely trying to live in the moment as much as possible and be very present. Um, because, you know, m my personality, if I tie on to something that's like, too far in the future, like I, w I know for sure that I'll just, I would neglect some of the things that I've got going on now. Um, so I want to continue to grow the company, but that's, I want to grow it today and I want to do the things I can today. I want to get faster, but I still have to run this eight miles today. I want to be a better father. So I'm going to go hug my kids today, you know? So like everything that I want to do in the future, I'm already doing now, but I just want to continue to do it better. So it sounds like you've adopted some of the principles that you learned in AA and just kind of spread them out to all the areas of your life in a sense. Absolutely. You know, like the one thing, if, if, if anybody, you know, the one thing I learned for, from, for sure from AA is, you know, obviously take one day at a time. Right. But then the biggest thing is that you only can control what you can control. And that one thing you can control is you. That's it. Like everything else is just so not up to you. You know, and I'm not saying just like lay down and be defeated, but hey, like, you know, it snowed outside. So what? What are you going to do? Are you going to run or not? You know, like, hey, your kid just gave you attitude. I mean, there's so many things that we just allow to just snowball into these weird moments for ourselves. Oh, like, God, that one really hit home. Like the kid give you attitude. <laughs> that that doesn't snowball for me. That's an avalanche. for me. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Snowball was a light word for that one, too. <laughs> But it's like, hey, like, and, and then you have to realize, like, what you, you know, what happened before today to get here. Don't blame yourself on it for the things that maybe I didn't do as a father to have this moment happen, or it has nothing to do with you. Like, that's the thing. Half of the things that most of the things that happen to us have nothing to do with us. We just got to take it for what it is or decide how we're going to respond to it. And that's what I learned in AA and live moment by moment and just do the, do your best with that moment. And, it's a cool life that way. And every time that I get outside of that, where I start, you know, acting like this moment doesn't affect the next is when I'm screwed. Man, Tommy, this has been a very um, impactful and powerful conversation uh, for me personally. Uh, I'm sure it will feel that way to a lot of the people who are listening. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people are interested in the various things that you mentioned that you got going on, where should they go to find out more? Uh, find out more. You could go follow me uh, on Instagram at, at Tommy Runs. It's T-O-M-M-I-E underscore runs with a Z. Uh, and then also the clothing line uh, is where the show is, the Run, Eat, Sleep show. Um, it's uh, at Chip Time Running. Uh, I was going to say dot com. It's at Chip Time Running on Instagram. And then on online, I'm www.chiptimerunning.com. And please reach out to me, though. And I, I love all the feedback. I love the fact that I'm on this show. I really appreciate this. You're doing great things, bro. And um, I just like I'm honored to be on the show. Like, and I'm glad that you're the first person I've talked to about a lot of this stuff, like out loud, you know, so it's really cool. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. And I hope that it touches somebody else in a great way. And if it does, please reach out to me because I'd love to help in any way that I can. Well, it impacted me. That's for sure. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And like, like you just said, if you're listening to this and you're having a strong reaction, please reach out to Tommy. Uh, again, thank you so much. Tommy, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Always such a fan, um, fan of yours, frankly, and just a, a chance to talk to you. And we've talked plenty of times offline as well. Just such an awesome guy. I really, really enjoy uh, Tommy. Go over to the links in the show notes to follow him on Instagram. Also to see his website and his podcast, all stuff uh, that you're going to want to see. And he does his podcast live. So you can actually see his Instagram TV um 
over there that they, you can you know, basically capture the the video setting of a lot of his shows, which are really, really well done. Also, got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Of course, I love these guys. We got Paper Trails Greening Company, Inside Tracker, and OS First. These are brands that I value so much. I'm on my Insider Track, Inside Tracker app every single day now. And you're going to hear on Friday my recent conversation with Stevie Lynn, a registered dietitian with Inside Tracker, about all the things, all the changes I need to make. Um, Got my test results two weeks ago, and I really had a really valuable conversation with her. So you'll hear that on Friday. Always first, I talked to you about that in the intro. These are the people that I trust with my feet and Paper Trails Greening Company. Man, they just do such, I mean, Kristen over there. If you heard my episode with Kristen before uh, a couple months ago, she is just doing unbelievable stuff. And I just can't say, I can't say enough good things about Paper Trails Greening Company and what Kristen's doing over there. So thank you so much for listening, for supporting Rambling Runner. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. So have a great day and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of In Post Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest of states these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.